can this be podcast we're back again coming at you rapid fire with the episodes this is number four in less than two weeks um i'm justin lang per usual and uh i'm joined tonight by one of the greatest i've ever met in my entire life the goat of all goats ty tom the god what's up ty how you doing man good roadie it's, it's, it's fucking it's good to see you dude <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's been it's been it's been some time, man, since I seen my boy in the flesh. Yeah. What's uh what's new, man? Talk to me. What what do you got going on right now in your life? Not much, man. Just working on this music, working on a couple of different projects, albums, just living life, man. Same yeah. old stuff, you know me to grind, bro. So yeah. Yeah, let's hey, let's talk about that, man. Your your music career. So Ty and I got to know each other um when when we went to Spain. Uh, on a, a a goodwill tour is that what that was you know what would it be classified as when we were out in barcelona and madrid and such yeah i guess like some hoop shit like going going across spain just playing against like professional athletes and all that so i mean that was yeah for sure oh it was, it was terrific so ty ty played hoops at virginia wesleyan uh division three school in uh newport beach virginia beach okay, virginia beach them. virginia beach okay and uh yeah, now he's uh, kind of got a fledgling rap career going. Talk to me about it. Well, what's going on with the music, man? Shoot, man, so it's a lot going on. Um, right now, like I said, we're working on a couple of different things. Uh, I just recently dropped a project about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gearing up to drop another project for uh, the whole label uh, with God Vision. So I got... Mm-hmm. My record label, and we got like four different artists up on there, and we got a whole bunch of people working up on there, and like interns and all that. So we really oh, just trying, to go yeah, we really just trying to go full force with that, bro. So you know what I'm saying, wow, you're, grinding. You're big time, man. That's that's awesome. I, I didn't realize you were running your own label on top of doing the whole the whole music side of things. Yeah, so we it we just we just brought on um, another artist. Mm. Uh, a month ago he's about to we've been rolling him out for the past couple weeks and he's dropping his next he's dropping his debut project um under the label at the end of august so we got four artists with us right now including myself so excellent and how i guess how did you get into uh you know how how uh you know this all sort of get started for you so really i've been writing my whole life um, mm. that's something I just always been into and been interested in. Um, and then I, when I got to college, you know, playing basketball, D3 and all that, uh, you kind of, I think I kind of got to the point in school where I, I realized like, even in high school, when you realize like, yeah, I'm not going to the NBA, like I need to figure my shit out. Yeah. I kind of got to that point, um, in school, probably around my sophomore year, like right before I met you guys, we went out to Spain and, um, I don't know. I just ended up buying my own equipment uh, my sophomore year on my birthday and then just went head first in with everything, with the music stuff. And I'm here today now. So, I mean, I don't know. It's been a it's been a grind for sure. But I mean, you know, what I'm saying it looking back at it like it makes sense based on like everything that's happened in my life for mm-hmm. me to like be a writer and like an artist. Like I'm obsessed with music like, yeah. and all types of different music, too. So, I mean, it only makes sense for real, like in my head. So. Right. Well, who's who's kind of been like your I mean, not to sound like ask the corny question, but like who's kind of like your your inspiration to do sort of all this stuff, you know? 
Hmm. Well, musically, I'll probably say I grew up in like a real musical household. So my mm-hmm. grandfather, he was a drummer. He used to drum for James Brown a little bit. Mm. And then my dad's a DJ. Um, my mom, she just would, she blast music in the house all day, like mm. even to this day and even when we were growing up. So I mean, I just think I've been around like musical people like my whole life. So it kind of rubbed off on me. And even on top of like having my own record label, like both my parents, like as well as like having like corporate jobs are also entrepreneurs too. So mm. they've had like, they have like their own businesses and all that. So, I mean, that even that that little gem rubbed off, rubbed off on me a little bit, you know? So, yeah. I definitely say my family, really, when it comes to, like, the people who inspire me um, to even do this stuff or to keep that keep me motivated. But I guess if you're asking, like, musical artists, like, I got a bunch of them mm-hmm. that I grew up listening to. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it just sounds kind of like it's it's kind of been in your blood, man, you know, from from a young age. So, that's... That's that's terrific. What's kind of been like the the hardest part for you so far? I mean, uh, young dude, you know, trying to make it in music and running your own label. I mean, uh, wh- when did you decide, like, you know what, this is it. I'm hopping in with both feet. Like, I know you and I texted about it a little bit. Uh, but like, when, when did you have that, like, epiphany where, like, you got to jump in, like, this is what I got to do. And like, wh- what's been like the hardest part, like getting to this point so far? I think I realized early on, if it was something I really wanted to do, I had to be like fully committed. So from the start, like I've been somebody that just has to do something involving music every day. It doesn't necessarily have to be recording. It could be like looking at interviews or like doing the proper research on like running a company, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. just shit like that. But I think like the hardest part so far for me has just been, hmm. The hardest part I say is really just getting the exposure, you know, mm-hmm. I think quality wise, before I even started, like, before I even, the crazy thing is I started the label in 2016 and I've had like those logos, some of these logos since then, but mm-hmm. I didn't really like launch it until I think late 2019, mm-hmm. late 2019. And for that reason, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to make sure like all of my music was like top notch quality wise before I go ahead and dive into like running the whole company. Like everything on my end needs to be like proper with my skill and all that. And I wanted to be at a level where I felt like, you know what I'm saying? I could compete with like other independent labels or like even like major labels and like even like different artists, you know what I'm saying? Like people I might look up to or get or where I want to be in a position that they're in, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, so the hardest part, really, with all this stuff is just, um, I don't know, just, it's a grind. I don't, I don't, anything you do is hard if you really want to, you know what I'm saying, achieve it. So, I mean, the, it's really the exposure, though. And I think a lot of people, they kind of want instant, especially our generation wants instant gratification. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of this shit is just a grind and it's being patient and just waiting. I think my biggest thing is just being patient with everything and just keep it like keeping going you know what i mean yeah no I, like patience is such like a it's a hard thing because like when, when you know what you're doing is like the right thing and you know like you're you're putting your you know you're all into it and it feels like you know i got some good shit going on here it's like well, well shit like when's this gonna pick up man like that's yeah. gonna be you know that's gonna be like stressful what what's it like you know to, to kind of carve out your own niche against some some other independent labels, try to get your footing in there. I know you've, 
you played like a bunch of shows. You've got a bunch of albums out. You know, uh, you just said you've got four dudes on your or four artists on your label um, right now. How, how has it been to like start to carve out that niche? I think it's been going pretty smooth. Um, everybody right now on the team, well, as far as the artists go, mm. um, we all bring something different to the table. So we bring in different types of crowds and it's mm. just a lot of support, you know, from the outside. Mm. Um, I think really the biggest thing that I had to learn early on was like to have a team around me. So I was someone that was just doing everything by myself all the time. And yeah. I was engineering all my stuff, uh, reaching out to like videographers to shoot videos and like putting up the music on these streaming services and on in these platforms and all that. So I think now I kind of got a little bit more pressure off my back uh, just because I got a team and I got other people that I can like disperse work to. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's going pretty well though, man. I mean, we 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 locking in a lot of different stuff right now. We got a lot of major moves that's about to come up that I really can't like talk about necessarily. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but no, I got of, you. We we about to do a lot of cool shit. Y'all gonna see a lot of cool shit this year. So hell yeah, yeah. No, no. We listen. We're a we're a don't count your chickens before they hatch podcast here. All right. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, that's uh, that, that's terrific. So t- I mean, tell me a little bit about the other the other artists you got on the uh, on the label right now. Okay, so. We got um, Mosos DC. He actually just dropped an album. Um, it's called Midnight Sunset Onto Sunrise, I think, or either Sunrise on the Sunset, one of them. But mm-hmm. he's uh, somebody I went to high school with. He's one of my best friends. Um, he actually helped me get the label started initially, like when I was mm-hmm. first launching it. Um, he's a really dope artist. He has a lot of good projects out. Um, he actually dropped a project last year when all the stuff with George Floyd and all that was going on. Uh, he dropped the album called Symptoms of Slavery. So if you want to check that out, he kind of talks about mm. all that stuff that happened in about 10 songs. Mm. But he's a really good artist, um, well-rounded, great overall guy. Um, we got another one. Our other artist is Dre Waves. Um, he's another one I actually went to high school with. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, he's a year younger than me. But that's been my homie. That's been like my little bro for real for a minute now. Um, he just dropped a project called Soul Ties back in May. And he's going like viral on like TikTok and shit. And um, mm. yeah, it's crazy. Like he got a million views on TikTok on one of his videos. So he's been kind of oh, using shit. that platform to bring in a different audience. You know what I mean? And right. he's been having like real good traction just with streaming and just all that stuff. Like he's gonna he's making a lot of noise right now. Mm. Um, he's another one from DC. And then the artist we just brought on, his name is Mike Ballin. Mm. And he makes like alternative R&B, but then like, when he wants to, he can rap his ass off. Mm. He's another kid that's just like really good and doesn't realize like how good he is. Um, and I went to college with him actually. He played soccer when I was in college, and we mm. lived next door to each other in uh, two separate townhouses. So oh, that's awesome. how I got to know him a little bit. But he's super dope. Um, he has a lot of big stuff coming out too. So he's dropping his project at the end of this month. Mm. So we gearing up and rolling out for that. So it's a lot of oh, wow. a lot of pieces moving, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And now I know you were saying you, you always felt like, and I'm, I'm the same way. Like I always feel like if I take on the project, like I know I can get it done. So I'm like trying to like wear too many hats at once. Yeah. Is it not like, has it been nice? Do you pass stuff off to those guys or, or what, what do you have going on in terms of support staff there? So with support staff right now, we have three interns. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an audio engineer, my homie Ellis. He works on, he's had a hand in my projects probably for the past like three or four years. Mm. Uh, 
even with Mo and Dre, he's been working real close with them. He's an engineer. Uh, we got a couple other people. We got somebody for the head of merchandise. Uh, we got a head of marketing and just a lot of different stuff. We got about 12 people on staff for real. So, oh, yeah, wow. so it's, yeah, so it's, a, it's people. It's, <laughs> we yeah. definitely got the, we got, we got the team, man. So it's, it's, it feels good to be able to, you know, give opportunity to other people. Um, especially mm. the ones that I think are very talented that might have not gotten that shot anywhere else, you know? So yeah. I figured if I could be the one to give my friends opportunities in a space where we all love to be in, then why not? So, yeah. and they all talented as fuck, not even just as rappers, <laughs> just people. <so. laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's so. awesome, man. Um, now, where are you based out of, Ty? Where are you based out of now? So I live in Maryland. So I live in PG County, but it's like, it's like, 15 minutes from DC. So it's like the same shit for real. Like the DMV, like the whole metropolitan area. So I'm out here. So for those unfamiliar, if I'm not mistaken, the home of Kevin Durant, PG County. Yes, sir. Kevin yeah. Durant. Yeah. yeah. Your boy there. Kevin um, Durant, Mike Beasley, Quinn Cook, Victor Oladipo. We got a lot of bad. Jeremy Grant's a lot of NBA dudes, you know what I'm saying? Even, like, musicians. We got Wale, IDK, uh, shit. It's, it's a whole bunch of people I'm forgetting off top, but, you know what I'm saying? Those are two it's people. It's a hotbed. Yeah, it's a lot of talent out here, just in general. What's what's going on in that, in that DMV music scene right now? I mean, any – you got any shows you're playing or, I mean, where, where'd you kind of get your start doing shows? So my first show out here was at, fuck, it was a, <laughs> it was during like a market, I think. And they had like me and my boy Mo, the, the uh, one of the artists on my label, uh, his brother was DJing and he asked us to perform at this little market type of event. Mm-hmm. And that was my first performance, I think in 2017 maybe 2016 2017 one of them mm-hmm. years um and really for the past couple years um i mean it's kind of been fucked because of covid yeah. all last year so i kind of i just got back out like performing uh recently mm-hmm. but i've done a lot of different shows um my boy justin he threw a show last year mm-hmm. um in january we rocked that bitch <laughs> uh <laughs> i just we just had a show actually a couple weeks ago uh from mo's album release party and um, that was crazy. We sold it out. Uh, it was a packed house. That was tight. Shit. Yeah. And then I'm I'm gonna be back in North Carolina, uh, I think in Raleigh, on the 27th for mm-hmm. a festival to perform out there. So okay. Yeah. So we moving around a little bit. We trying to get some stuff going out here. Uh, we just really locking in with diff- a couple of different venues, trying mm-hmm. to figure some stuff out just price wise and all that, and what we can book and when. So. Now, do you feel like you're you're having? I know you said you've gone to to North Carolina a couple times. Do you feel like you're having a lot of success down there? Are you trying to branch down south, up north? Where, where are you kind of aiming to next? I think North Carolina is good because Mo's down there. So mm-hmm. after he uh he we graduated from school, he ended up staying like in the area he went to school in, which is Wilmington, North Carolina. But um, mm-hmm. here, like he has like a fuck ton of support like from everyone down there. He's like the guy down there. So we we basically go down there and have our way for real, like low key. But that's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's tight. But I definitely <laughs> want to be in like different areas. I, I plan to make a couple trips to Atlanta. I got people down there. Um, definitely want to head up north to like New York and all that and Philly. 
There's a yeah. couple of different people I know out there too. So give me a little chance to move around and probably hit LA at some point. I got a lot of homies in LA that do music. You know what I'm saying? So I think now since things are kind of opening back up, I'll be able yeah. to move around a little bit better and like just kind of, you know what I'm saying, be in the mix a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Um, so how, tell me about your albums. How many albums you got out now, Ty? Like what's uh what what's what's kind of going on there? Where where can we find you on on the apps and such? Whew, so so how many albums do I have? So I'm gonna just I can I could probably name them off right now. So first album was I'll say mixtape, first little SoundCloud project. Whatever you got, man. Mixtapes, yeah. albums, hit me. A anything where all your good shit is that and how we can find all right. it. All the good, all the good shit, all the good shit, <laughs> all the good shit is on Apple Music, um, Spotify, Title, everywhere. Um, mm. It's under Ty Tom. I think my first album on streaming was One Day It'll Make Sense. That was 2017. That was the that was the that school year after we went to Spain. When I dropped that, and then I, it was one day it'll make sense. Separate, Trouble in Paradise, Lucid, which dropped last year. Mm -hmm. Then I dropped the EP called Him, and then I dropped uh, another like EP little mixtape called Fun, like a month ago. So it's yeah. probably like six or seven albums on there, and I, I got like a collab al album on there too with my homie Ellis. So mm -hmm. it's like seven different projects, and then yeah, it's it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Hella singles. This is a bunch of shit. Yeah. How, uh, now, how long would you say, you know, how much work does it take to, to even make a song? Cause that's something I'm not even familiar with. Like how, how, how long does it take to, for you to make a single, like make a, make an album, make a mixtape? Shit, man. I mean, it really depends. Like for me, like I work pretty fast, so mm. it doesn't like literally before you called me, like I was down here writing and recording, you know what I mean? Mm. Before we hopped on, but, um, I mean, as far as songs go, songs, they kind of, you know what I'm saying? It, it, at this point, it feels a little bit mindless. Mm -hmm. um, it just depends on, like, how creative I'm feeling. I mean, yeah. as a creator, I'm, I'm pretty sure you go through this, too, like, just with having content and shit to talk about. Like, it's a balance between, like, always wanting to work and, like, get things done versus, like, going and living life a little bit and having shit to, like, talk about when you come back yeah. to it. So, like... That's the catch twenty two. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's that's. I mean, songs songs are pretty easy. I mean, like I said, once I hear the beat and I can kind of, if I feel like I can just immediately spill on it, then mm. we knock it out right there. Um, as far as albums go, I mean, it really depends on like what the project is about and what I'm doing and what I'm talking about and what point I'm in in my life. I kind of use albums as like hmm, projects for me are like like time. They're my all my albums are timelines like where I'm at in my life. They're kind of like stopping points with what's going on at that moment. Mm -hmm. So I mean project shit for me, it depends like recording them. If I'm like in the groove of it, probably like maybe a maybe a month to record a whole album. And oh wow. I say, okay. I say probably like to mix and master it, it might take like another month. So maybe like two to three months. And then we spend the rest of the time just planning out the rollout and the marketing for real. So one, mm. but recording, like once I kind of have an idea and I can fully attack it and I'm pretty prepared with like beats and all that, like it doesn't really take me that long. You know, I kind of already in my head, have a map and vision of it already in my head, you know, so. Mm. You have, uh, do you make your own beats or do you have a, like a sound engineer you work with? So I just got into producing a little bit. Mm. Um, 
but all my homies like make beats. So mm. I got a lot of homeboys that cook up and produce and they're actual like musicians, you know what I mean? So yeah. I've been very blessed to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not worry yeah. about like getting production and all that. And then as far as engineering goes, um, I engineer myself, but like I said, we got an engineer that works with our label and he's like my other like really good friend too. So I've been working with him for like the past like four or five years. Um, pretty much any type of music that I've ever put out over that span, like he's touched it and it's yeah. not going, it's not coming out unless like he touches it. Yeah. So he's like one Ellis is definitely like the opinion, like that holds a lot of weight to me as far as like oh, that yeah. process goes with that. Yeah. So that's, that's fucking terrific, dude. I mean that like you got, you got a lot of shit going on, man. You got a Patreon too. Is yeah. that right? You yeah. do. So we, we try, I gotta, I gotta revamp that a little bit. We try and get back into that. I think we just been real busy. We're mm -hmm. planning out like the rollout for our new artists and just all a lot of shit going on and what we're trying to get accomplished for the, this last little quarter of the year. So we, we hopping yeah. back on that Patreon wave though, for sure. Like ASAP. Yeah. So we're getting back on that. We still, you know what I'm saying? We still get that little bread though. That coming yeah. in every month still. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got the loyal fans, man. That's yeah, man. No, that's that's terrific, man. You know, I'm I'm really happy that that all this stuff's really fleshing itself out for you lately. I know, I know we, you and I texted a little bit after you were like, you're like, shit, I just quit my job. I'm doing this full time. I was like, shit, man, that's awesome. Like, yeah. so I'm I'm happy for you that you've been able to to build it up to to even this point now. And I mean, shit, sounds like the, the fucking moon is the next stop, baby. You're rocking and rolling now. <laughs> yeah, man. The biggest thing right now for us, and I, I guess for me personally, is just really taking the next, the next steps and just evolving, you know what I'm saying? And, and really like a lot of this shit comes down to the marketing and like how you present yourself. So I think I've been really trying to figure out a lot of different ways to, brand myself a little bit better i guess i mean we brand pretty well anyways but you know what i'm saying in order to be like seen by like the masses you know what i mean like you gotta have you gotta find mad creative ways to uh you know figure that stuff out but i mean like i said talent wise i feel like i'm like right there with a lot of people i'm, I'm gonna send you like the new shit that i've been working on like yeah this, like after we hop off this joint like i'm gonna send you like the new shit that's about to come out like next year like on my yeah. next project like bro shit sounds yeah good. Dude, send it over. I'd love to listen to it, man. Yeah, man. Um, I'm send that to you. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, let's let's change gears a little bit. So we'll we'll get into a little bit how how you and I know each other. So so Ty and I, um, I was between coaching stops technically. Like I accepted a job at, at Post right before I went on this trip, and I uh, I was. We went over to Spain. Uh, it was a, a little goodwill tour. I think there was like 18, 19 of us, like players-wise. Mm -hmm. And then it was it was me and Joe Meehan uh, from, from Bucknell <laughs> and uh and Roy uh that who's at Ryder now, I believe, still. Mm -hmm. He he uh he ran uh Global Sports Academy. So so we went over there uh to Spain and I had a blast. I know you had a blast. I think we all had a blast there. That man. was that was some of the livest. That was probably the best time of my life. Like oh yeah, life. like that was the craziest trip ever. It like, was. I, I I get emotional thinking about Spain because that shit was yeah. so fun, bro. Like that shit was crazy, dude. I I I do like. Uh, 
like you see those scenes in like movies where the guy's like standing there and he takes like a deep sigh and stares out the window. <laughs> yeah. I do that and think about our trip to Spain sometime. Like I'm doing the dishes and I just slowly turn the water off and I sit there with the rag in my hands. And I'm like, ah, man, I had a fun time on the beach in Barcelona. <laughs> it's, trigger- it's triggering thinking about like some of them nights. Yeah. <laughs> like, or even like, even like with us, like doing like the little touristy shit. Like that's just stuff like, you don't do every day, you know what I mean? No. So like it was, it was crazy to like even be in yeah. that position. It's a lot of homies, like even it's a lot of people I'm still in contact with from yeah. like that whole trip, bro. Like especially like you, uh, Jesse. I still talk to Nate from time to time. Yeah, uh, Kendall. Like it's a lot of people. Like I'm still fucking like this with, you know what I mean? So yeah, no, it's it's crazy like how close we became, and it was like. You know, we, we got to go out and 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 see. Uh, I, I was I was taken aback seeing like the Olympic. Um, yeah, that like, was nice. When we was in Barcelona, Olympic village area in Barcelona. That was, that was sick. That was, that was nice. I think we all have like an emotional tie to Barcelona. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that was our first spot. We were there for the longest too. We were there like, for like four days. Yeah, it was sick. Oh, yeah, that was like that was crazy. <laughs> like there was it, it was like Lionel Messi was on everything. Like they had that that picturesque W hotel right on La Playa. Crazy. There, and like jutting out into the water. Like we had all these Olympic villages and shit. They had all those churches. I was like, holy shit, this place is awesome. Like, like I hope that, I get to come back here someday. That day we we rolled the motorized bikes around like the whole city. That was probably like, yeah. as far as the touristy stuff went, like, that was probably like my favorite thing we did. Yeah. Like that, that was, that was crazy. We saw the sick. whole city. <laughs> like everything. They took us everywhere. I don't know how the hell they, they were able to like put all this together, but I feel like we saw everything. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Yulia. Yeah. 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 Our girl. Shout out Julia. to Yulia. Hope you're doing well, man. Hope you're oh. good. Hope you're <laughs> good, Bay. That's Taurus Bay right there. Yeah. Shout out, Julia. Hopefully you hear this wherever you are. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, that I like, she was, she was great. She was with us the whole trip, too. And I, I'd never, I'd never really hung out with like, uh, like, like Europeans any like before, you know, like somebody from yeah. like Europe, yeah. um, you know, so I, I coached a couple of dudes from England that they're like Americans with accents and they use, you yeah, know, no they, use a, the they use a little more colorful language and they're a lot more interesting as people, but you know, like it's, it's weird, like being around like a, like a European person who they call bathrooms there. They call them the toilet. Yeah, which was really throwing me off a little bit. Like I remember, I was confused. Remember, like when we were yeah. eating, when we were eating, and then like we were drinking wine, <laughs> like while yeah. we were eating lunch, and then we had a fucking game, like <laughs> fucking game, like yeah, two hours after, like two hours after that. You know what I'm saying? Like some yeah. of that stuff, or like how they take what's it called when they take breaks in the middle of the day? Like uh, see uh, siesta, siesta. Like we were yeah. really doing that shit. Like that was crazy. Yeah. The they got it figured crazy. out, man. Bro, bro, they got us looking like shit over here. Yeah. <laughs> they got it, that shit. This is a well-oiled we, machine, man. And and those dudes, too, those dudes know how to play hoops like that. We played 
that one team, those guys look like they just got done work and they were all in their forties and they like, they kicked our ass and they yeah. walked in it, in like, you know, sandals just threw on like the, the sneakers started getting like, got a couple shots up and they were like taking their last puff of their cigarette and putting it out as they were walking onto the floor. Bro. I was like, and they kicked our ass. They beat us by like 20. I was like, God damn. Like, it was like playing a bunch of fucking, fucking Ricky Rubio's, Manu Ginobili's, and Jokic's. Yeah. Like, that's like, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, it's that, nuts. That, that and even with the rules, like, as far as hoops wise, like, the rules are a little bit different. So, like, we had to, I remember like us having to adjust a little bit to mm-hmm. like how the refs was calling everything. Even yeah. with, like, the traveling and shit and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's definitely, like, way more physical over there, too. Like, they ain't calling shit. Yeah. No, you get away with a lot of stuff there and, and like, they won't call certain things. It's, like, it's crazy. Like, people say it. FIBA basketball is a completely different game than American basketball. And, and those guys that grow up playing it, they're 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 able to play on both sides of things because it's harder to play in Europe because they just get the shit beat out of them. Luca said Luca Doncic said it's easier to play in the NBA than it is in Slovenia. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> crazy, bro. <laughs> fucking twenty one. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like the dudes in the NBA. Like if you you know breathe on them wrong, you can get a touch foul. But like you know, you can get whacked. And like I watched a lot of FIBA hoops the last you know couple of months with the uh, with the, uh, the 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 qualifying shit they had yeah. over there, and those dudes just beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, that joint. They they playing football and basketball out that joint. Man. Yeah, it's kind of like watching like '90s basketball, except it's not as much of a slog. They just like they're still yeah. super physical. Yeah, you know, yeah. like watching the Knicks in the '90s, <laughs> like the Knicks and the Pistons in the '90s. Yeah. <laughs> What what was your what was your I guess you had to pick one one moment that you had over there. What was your favorite moment like in Spain? Jeez. Yeah, I know that's a tough one. One moment, um, uh, bro. <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that one. That's a you tough know, question because I I have something, but like it's like. Oh yeah, we won't we won't dig into anything that like we gotta treat this no. with bachelor party rules. We, yeah. we won't we won't incriminate ourselves bro, too bad. Bro. All right. <laughs> I say I say for the viewers, the best the best moment I guess over there for me, I would say probably when we we went to um, you know how our, our hotel was at La Playa, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. called that little circle thing. And yeah, we went yeah. to that, like, I guess that day we went across the street to that big, like, church thing. Yeah. You got yeah, to yeah. see, like, the whole city. Yeah. And, like, just see over top of everything. I say that was probably, like, my favorite moment. Like, just taking all that in and real, kind of realizing, like, where you at. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, yeah. like, we was even blessed to be in that position. Like, you know what I mean? That 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 specifically made me kind of emotional. Um Yeah. When we were actually there just because, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people, like, don't really get the opportunity to go out the country. You know what I'm saying? No, a lot no. of people that don't even leave their home state. So the fact that we travel in the world, like, to play basketball and, like, hang out for real, like, yeah, it was a crazy thing to, like, really soak, like, soak in, you know what I mean? I would say yeah. that was probably, like, my favorite moment. And really just seeing, like, the differences between, like, all the cities. I think, like, Barcelona was a mixture between, like, Miami and, like, Vegas. 
to a certain extent. And then, yeah. like, like Valencia was like, I say Valencia was like, L, like LA, LA, yeah. like California. And then Madrid was like fucking New York. It was like, yeah. So wow. Like, it was crazy yeah. to like, like see the parallels between like where we're from and kind of like the similarities, but then like also see like the differences, you know what I mean? So, yeah. It, and they were all so like, I feel like all the cities we were in were like not the same at all. Like they were all like very yeah. different experiences, you know, from top to bottom. I feel like other than the fact that they spoke Spanish, it was like all completely different experiences. Oh, and that one day we were playing with the kids. I think I was in Madrid when we, uh, was playing with like the, the neighborhood kids or the kids from yeah around, like on yeah. outside court that was fun that was like yeah cool. that was cool I thought he was like fucking NBA players that was weird yeah they, no <laughs> they, they were, were fighting like, I remember I remember a couple of you guys gave like just dry fits to like kids and they were so excited oh yeah like to get American basketball apparel because I mean you know we're talking about people not leaving their home state or or you know leaving the country or whatever like these kids might never get over here and see an NBA game or, or yeah. see a college game in, in real life. So like, that's gotta be fantastic for them. And you're right. Like outside in that little, that little, like, it was almost like a, like an old school, like basketball cage kind of yeah. thing, like that outdoor court there. Those yeah. kids were so excited to just play with, with you guys, yeah. you know, it was so cool to like hang out and see. I, I, I thought what you're talking about in, in Barcelona when we got to see over the entire city, it was like the highest point in Barcelona. It was, I thought yeah. that was fantastic. You could see like everything. Um, I, I love one of my, uh, one of my favorites uh, <laughs> involved you. And I, I posted the picture to, to Instagram shortly thereafter was when we were in Valencia and we were walking around at night and you stopped and you had this like moment where you were like staring at this building for a second. And we turned around and looked at you like, Man, this looks like some shit you see on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, <laughs> yo, I it was like exactly that half shell building. Bro, yeah, it was that. Was it that building that was like a fuck? Was it like a museum and like a club or some yeah. crazy? Bro, yeah, bro, that was the crazy. That was the craziest shit I've ever. Seen. I'm surprised you remember that, bro. You, I didn't even remember that until you said it. That's crazy. Yeah, it yeah, like we were. Like some we were walking shit. to the club. Yeah, we were walking to the club, and there was like this. We like looked to the right, and it was like this, almost like this, uh, like one of the shells from like the Sydney yeah. Opera House looking thing, yeah. and it was all like lit up, but nothing was going on inside. And there was like this beautiful reflecting pool coming off in front of it. Bro. I was like, "Holy shit, this is an unbelievable I sight." I think I still have the picture of that like in my phone. Like I definitely still have a picture of that like in my phone. If you don't, I'm going to my Instagram right after. I'm going back <laughs> in the history and I'm going to send the shit to you. So Bruh, that was that was Valencia was crazy too though. Like that that night, like that nightlife shit out there was a little. Barcelona was crazy because we was out there, so we got kind of like comfortable out there. Yeah, but Valencia, like where we went to, like afterwards, like that little museum club thing, and they had like twenty different sections in there. Yeah, that was crazy, bro. That was probably one of the craziest experiences I've had in my life. <laughs> it, it was it was loud as hell and it was playing like edm music it was nuts like yeah. i've never been to a club like that yeah that was that was bro that was crazy like <laughs> it was fucking it, sick some, some of this stuff like some of the stuff we were doing out there was just nuts man like mm. <laughs> like especially barcelona like 
I remember we we ended up um having I think we was in a bar out there. It was a couple of us. It was like me, Bradley, Kendall, and we was just mm-hmm. talking inside this one bar before we went to the club. And there was some girls that walked up to us and they was like, Hey, are y'all from America? And we was like, Yeah, they was like, Oh, we out here too. Like we from uh we went to, we go to Texas Tech or Texas AM or something, like let's buy a whole round of shots. Like, let's, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is our last night out here. And this was like wow. the night we went to Valencia. And we linked up with them and was with them like the whole night. Like, that was crazy. That's nuts. That, yeah, that was- it's funny running into people like from America, like in a, in a faraway land, you know? They, they knew. It was, it was, it was one, it was something, it was tight because like, even though you don't like directly know these people, it's like, all right, like there's some sense of like familiarity. Familiarity right. out there. Yeah. You know what a little I mean? camaraderie between yeah, it's like, yeah. all right, fuck, we're not the only people that speak English out here. Like we got other people <laughs> to understand what we're trying to say. Like, yes. yeah. <laughs> one, one thing I, that, that did kind of like shock me is, and I'm sure you ran into this as well. How fucking fast the taxi drivers go Bro. on those little ass streets. Bro. That shit is crazy. Like the whole taxi situation was nuts out there. I remember when we was in Valencia and like, Bro, I was so hit. Like, I was so lit out that joint. Like, I remember walking outside the club. I don't even know if I told any of y'all that I was leaving. But I, like, walked outside and just left and went back to the – uh went to get a taxi and went back to the hotel. And I'm trying to fucking explain to this man, like, where I'm trying to go. And I, like, pull out, like, the hotel card. He's like, oh, all right, you going over there. And then I'm, like, fake speaking in Spanish with him and shit, trying to have a conversation. Yeah. While being, ham- <laughs> while being hammered. <laughs> Like, like, some of that stuff like bro some of that shit like those taxi drivers out there man they are menaces bro yeah and they're they're hitting like they're hitting the clutch and the stick like they're in fast and the furious they're like bobbing and weaving in and out of cars somehow they stop at every crosswalk to let people cross i don't understand it everybody's out there everybody's been diesel it's crazy they fly also Nobody tips over there. Didn't know that before I went to, to Spain. Yeah, we look. I, that was a blessing. Yeah. Tipping like shit over here. In other yeah. countries, that's like that's considered like disrespectful. To tip? Yeah, like in China, I think, or like Japan or some shit. Like it's disrespectful to tip. Like they will look at you crazy if you tip. Like you're not supposed to. Yeah. Like I, I tried to leave a tip and they gave it back. Like a few times. I was like, I'm not supposed to tip. They're like, no, no, no. Everything's built in. Like we get paid like actual wages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, sick. Well, like, all right. Well, that makes it easier for both of us then. Like, cool. All right. Yeah, I'll keep this 10 euro. Whatever. <laughs> another know? bottle of wine I could take home. Yeah, shit. I, <laughs> well, I remember the, when we was at the airport, like leaving, <laughs> you had like fucking fifteen bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh Bro, my god! And I think I think the bag was too heavy, and you couldn't bring it on carry on. So yeah, you was like fuck, man, I gotta fuck, I gotta throw some of these away. Like, <laughs> yeah, I bought I bought so much wine, and I I like forgot about it. And uh, like my bag was already through security under the plane. I was like, oh no, I have like four bottles. I can't bring through security. Like, oh, it was a disaster. I had to get rid of all of it. And that compact, I don't know if I told this story or not. Uh, I might've, but so it was when we were getting ready to go to the, the airport in Madrid, 
that like night before went out, I got after it and like stayed up all night and I woke up and I was taking a shower and I thought I was going to pass away right there on the spot. I was like vomiting (laughs) in the shower, dry heaving. I'm like, I'm completely naked, just a shell of a man (laughs) laying on the floor. It's, it's, it's so many, like, bro, it's two instances that I remember when we was out there. It was the night Sam, shout out to Sam, he fucking fell asleep, drunk as shit, on the beach. On the and, beach? On the beach. And woke up on the beach at 6 a.m. We had a game that day, and we were going on tour that day. Yeah. And then it was a night, uh, I forgot what we was doing, but we all ended up going back to the hotel, and... This dude, Jesse, bro, like, his phone died. And we're, like, stressing out because we think this, this nigga got kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, like, me. It's me, Bradley. Because Jesse was my roommate, so it was, like, me, Bradley. And then little Brian was in the room. Uh, we was, like, bro, like, where is he at? Like, what's 911 over here? Like, what do we do? Like, how do we get God to somebody? <laughs> we're stressing out, like, damn near about to cry, bro, because we think, like, Jesse's just gone, and then we're going to get in trouble with Roy and shit. And then two minutes later, Jesse pops in the room. He's like, what's up, y'all? Like, my bad. Like, my phone died. And I lost, like, fucking 150 at the, uh, at the casino. So, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm back, though. <laughs> everybody, he walked in there. Everybody was just like, yeah, good to know you're okay. Thanks, pal. Yeah, thanks to know you're alive. <laughs> Fucking dick. Oh, oh man. Crazy. It's so many like it's so many nights like just just some of the funny stuff that happened like over there. I think is more like you know what I'm saying stuff we'll remember for like the rest of our lives, bro. Like, oh yeah, that, shit that happened over there it was hilarious, bro. Like I I forget if we were going from Barcelona to Valencia or from Valencia to Madrid, but whatever it was. It felt like it took forever. It might have been Valencia to Madrid because I think it was One we were at the six hours. Yeah, we were at the club days. until like 6 a.m. And then we had to take a bus to Madrid the next day. And it was like seven hours and we were all like miserable, hung over. Like was, I was ready to die, like laying on the floor. Was in Madrid when we were like trying to when we were touring that one day and then we was like, yo, like we can't do this. Like we ended it early, like the tour early. And everybody was like, yo, like we need to go back to the uh, hotel. Yeah. Like, we're all just fucked up. We can't yeah, walk. I think we're not was. walking yeah. in the blazing sun out here. Dog, I remember it was me and, um, dang, what's my man's name? Oh my goodness. It's going to piss me off. I just seen him on Instagram, bro. Ah, oh, shit. He's like a coach now. He was on, he was on our team. Um, Sambo? Nah. White kid. Oh my goodness! It's gonna make me so mad. He was on like my team, like with me and Mehan. He played guard. He's like oh. a coach now somewhere. I forgot his name though. But oh, uh, was it um, fuck? Uh, was it uh, Nana's boy? No, Brett. not not Brett, not Brett. It was no, not kid, Brett. Bro. It was another kid though. It was another kid, but fuck it. Now I'm gonna remember. It's gonna piss me off. I feel so bad, but we was over there, bro. And, like, me and him ended up walking, like, through Madrid during the day. I think I had gotten, like, I think I had, like, a headache or something. Or, like, yeah. sick or some shit. So I went to go. We was looking for a, um, a convenience store so I could get some medicine. And then, yeah. uh, again, I ended up getting the medicine, but I couldn't read it because it was in Spanish. 
and bro, it was like the drowsy, like the drowsy, like oh no, uh, the drowsy medicine. We are walking around for like the next two hours, and I'm just miserable, bro. I'm like about to pass out. <laughs> like I'm hungover, I'm hungover, and I'm on this drowsy medicine. So I just feel like I'm just drugged up, and like we're in the hot sun. It's like 95 degrees outside. We're like shopping around the city and walking around, bro. And I'm just outside, like just about to pass out, bro. It's one of the craziest things like ever. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. I went back to the hotel and passed out for the next like five hours. Dude, I the speaking of those convenience stores there, by the way, I'm going back to my Instagram to find out who who we're missing here. That's uh that's driving me nuts. Um doing the same thing. I uh I, I tried to buy deodorant there. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a task because I went to, I thought the pharmacies or whatever were the same type of things as they are here. You walk yeah. around, you got the green neon yeah. uh, logo there. And I walked in and nobody knew what I was asking for. I had to go to like <laughs> a, a souvenir store to get like deodorant. And then it wasn't very good deodorant either. So, uh, and number two, I, uh, I didn't pack enough underwear for the trip. At all, so I, I didn't wear underwear for like the fa- the, the last four days. It was Jake. We his name was Jake. It was Jake. 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 That was his name. Jake. Okay. Jake. Yeah. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Jake. That's I remember I Jake. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was quiet. He was quiet. He, he was. was like funny he, shit though. He he played at one of the one of the pit fucking schools. One yeah. of the, like Pitt Greensburg or Penn State. Something yeah. or other. I don't Jake. know. That's my boy. Shout out to Jake. He's a good kid. Larravee. Jake Larravee. Yeah, That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry to use his government name for all you out there, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man, that, that was that was the time of my life, dude. I'm so glad that we went on that trip and got to know each other, man. We wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation if we didn't, you know. That's a, that's a fact. You know, I think a lot of that stuff too, like whether we realize it or not, like it's not really a coincidence that, like, you know what I'm saying, like we were even in that position or even like to the point now, five years later, where we can still like kick it and talk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We talk like pretty frequent, I would say as for like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we talk enough for yeah. like all of us to know like what we're all doing and we still keep up with each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just tight to like have built those relationships and like, they still like are holding well today, you know? Yeah. It's like, we nuts, all need to man. definitely like link back up, bro. Like, especially now. Like, yeah. Since shit's opening back up, like we need to like have a part two. Yeah, if no, we do, man. If everybody's not too busy with real life, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It's crazy. Like I got a kid now. I know people are strewn about the world playing Shout internationally. Out to you, Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Because oh, I nice, keep man. up. I keep up with you. I keep up with you. I've been keeping up with you and wifey because you was with her when we was in Spain and shit. Yeah. And I remember one night y'all was fucking arguing on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. was like, you, you got on the phone was like, bro, I love the shit out of this woman. She just irks the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, bro, because I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that played out, bro, because any dude that hops on the phone in another country to talk to his woman, bro, you really love her, bro. Yeah. And y'all got to, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got a seed now. Y'all got a kid out here. That's yeah. crazy. Shout out to you. Congrats. If I haven't Thanks, told man. you already. No, appreciate it, man. Yeah, Fire. no, he's he's terrific. He's closing in on two now. It's nuts. I, I can't believe I have a almost a two-year-old. It's crazy. How does that feel? Like, how does it feel being a father? 
it's weird in that I never felt like I was responsible enough to take care of myself. And yet here I am, you know, taking care of another kid, but like, you kind of, you know, you kind of figure it out pretty quick. Like, cause you, you have to, you know, if you want to be a, a good dad, yeah. um, but it's cool to like, you know, be able to like teach him stuff and talk to him and, and watch him grow up. And, you know, that, that part's really, that so, part's really a lot of fun, you know? And I, and I have, I say this all the time. I have like the happiest kid ever, you know, he's, he's terrific. He's cute as hell. So personality wise, um, who is he leaning towards now in this point, you or your wife? Oh, he's, he's like a, he's a good mix of both of us. Cause we're like outwardly gregarious people, the both of us, <laughs> you know, and, and funny and, and whatnot, or try to be funny, you know? I won't toot my own horn like I think I'm funny or anything. Oh, you're, you're fucking hilarious, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's he's funny. He's active. He runs around. He's like he's like a, an affectionate kid. He loves to hug and stuff. It's oh, cool fire. as hell, man. That's yeah. fire, bro. I'm 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 gonna assume he's growing up in the house. You know what I'm saying? With a bunch yeah. of love. So it's just tight to like see that firsthand. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. somebody I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like oh, that, man. Shit, that shit is fire, man. Like that shit is fire for real. It is. Thanks, I'm man. No, I'm, I'm, I appreciate it, man. No. And I'm, I'm happy for you too, man. You like, we both got a lot of good shit going on um, in, in our lives, you know, uh, albeit much, you know, a little bit different, you know, we, we've still got some, we've still got our own good shit going on, man. And I'm, I'm really happy for you. And I'm glad we got a chance to, to catch up here on, on, uh, on, on zoom tonight, you know, um, Let's uh, let's talk about what's going on in the world, man. How how do you uh, how are you feeling about everything? How's how's the world treating you right now? How are you feeling about the world? This is out here, bro. Yeah, it's. I think <clears throat> it, it things have just been things have been so weird since like this COVID shit started. Like mm-hmm. the concept of like time and like just with everything going on. Like it's just mad weird like and even being quarantined for like a couple months last year was crazy and then like i don't know like it was just a weird point like the world was just like and then all that like protests and stuff that was going on because it was really going on it was going on a lot like out here like last summer like in dc mm. like it was probably the biggest like out here just because of the white house and all that shit was out here but um yeah yeah you're right in the thick of it. it it was nuts like those protests i was at a couple of them like they were nuts bro like it was it was definitely like, you know what I'm saying, a bunch of people out there while in the midst of a pan a pandemic at that. Yeah. So. Now I, I wanna ask I wanna ask you this because I, I had Kendall on here to to talk about this last year. Like how how was that, you know, for you to, to be involved with, you know, being a black man in America? Like, I mean, if you want to talk about it, great. If you don't, you know, no worries. No, we can talk, we can get into it. I think um I think being a black man in America is probably like one of the most difficult things um Mm -hmm. you know we i think a lot of times like people can kind of it's hard to really understand if you're not really in that position right Um, but i do appreciate like everyone that you know i'm saying makes the effort Mm -hmm. i I even remember last year like there was a lot of kids like hitting me up that i went to high school with because i went to gonzaga and that's that's a predominantly white high school it's an all boys like white school in the middle of fucking dc like two blocks away from the capital so like yeah. <laughs> you can imagine the type of kids that went there but like yeah it was it was cool to see like you know what i'm saying a bunch of kids i went to high school with text me about what was going on 
And like they was really being active and asking questions and telling me like the effect I had on them when we was like coming up in high school, you know. Um, just telling me stuff like, yeah, man, like I don't think, you know, I would have been really as aware if you didn't talk about all this stuff early on. And like I could see like how you were moving to high school and all that. Like it really had a big effect on me. So like all this stuff that's going on right now, like I just, it, it brings me back to like some of the stuff we went over in high school and just even how outspoken you are about these issues. Like it makes me want to be better and be more educated. So I think the biggest thing, I don't know with everything that's going on as far as race goes, I mean, it's just educating one another and treating one another with love, with love and positivity, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I think at the end of the day, we all are human, but I think yeah. too right now, it would be, it would be ignorant to say that black lives don't matter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. being killed at the highest rate and we have like, we don't make up most of the country. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I think stuff like that, like has to be taken into consideration when people are like participating in these movements. You know what I mean? Like that's something to really think about. Like, Nobody's saying all lives don't matter, but right now, right, the black ones are getting killed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the yeah, black ones are getting, mean. you know what I mean. So like, yeah, it, like that whole argument is just like I don't know, and it's kind of. I think it's stupid. I, I think it's stupid. It's like the stupid. people that that pull out the all lives matter thing. Like, yeah, no shit, buddy. That's not what we're talking about here. All right, yeah, like, like, I don't know. I think, but a lot of that stuff, man. Some people just. I think I feel like that's a choice to be ignorant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. People, people choose to think like that. You know what I mean? So like, I, I'm only going, I'm only going rock with the people, you know what I'm saying? are open for change and open for dialogue because you don't necessarily have to agree with 100% of what people say or what someone says to you. But at the same time, it's good to like always understand where another person is coming from. So moving right. forward, you might not offend somebody or, you know what I'm saying? Do some stupid shit. Yeah, like that. Like it, it's it's some people that like do stupid shit, and then they're like confused on like why it was dumb. And then when you try to explain it to them, they try to justify their actions. They don't understand how whatever they did was offensive. Yeah, so like I had to go through that a lot. Like especially like being in like a predominantly white predominantly white high school, and then moving on to a predominantly white college. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We come across that type of stuff every day. Like, yeah, that's something my parents had to like get me used to, and like. I remember when I was growing up, my dad told me, my dad and my mom, my mom and my dad told me, um, you're going to have to learn to function and be around like a bunch of white people because you're going to have to, you're going to realize quickly that you're not, you're going to be the only black person in some of these rooms that you're going to be in. So you need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable in -hmm. different spaces and always remain yourself and never, you know what I'm saying? Change who you are. That type right. of the whole type of deal. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of stuff that like goes into that, especially like growing up with black kids and all that, like that we gotta deal with and go through and our parents teach us about. Like it's a it's a lot. Yeah. No, I, I saw that shit firsthand in corporate America. That shit was fucking crazy. Really? Bro. <clears throat> My first job, um, I think because I worked in property management when I came out mm. of college, I was like the first gig I had. I was assistant manager at a complex. I think everybody on the regional team was white. It might have been like one black person, all white women at that. I think one oh, wow. white white dude, maybe. So like, it was, it was cool. They was all nice, but you can kind of see like the disconnect and like with like the culture and all that. Like, ain't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They ain't really understand like us. 
And I, yeah. my whole training group was like all black people besides like one white kid. Yeah. So it was, you know what I'm saying? It was it was a yeah. cool experience. It was cool to get the experience, but I don't know, a lot of that stuff, like you can kind of see like the disconnect with people like in those worlds and like in that realm, I guess. Yeah. I, I will say I, I'm familiar with, I guess that's that realm. I grew up in a small town, predominantly white. You know, we were mm-hmm. probably like 10% Asian, uh, very low percentage black. I didn't grow up with a lot of black people. I had a couple that I played basketball with. Mm-hmm. I've always been one to seek out new experiences though and learn about other people, regardless of, you know, background or anything like that. You know, and I feel like, I feel like being in basketball kind of helps accelerate that process. Cause think about it. You're thrown in at Virginia Wesleyan with a group of dudes from God knows where from all different backgrounds and, you know, kind of learn about each other and figure like you, you kind of like learn about each other, like organically. And it's like, you, you become comfortable in those situations. Whereas there are people that didn't leave my hometown that are like, Oi, vey. Like, I don't even want to like, you know, yeah, like it didn't, it didn't like it. I didn't like think about it like that. Like when I was a kid, cause it was just like, but now I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like I, I like, I knew my grandfather was a piece of shit when he was alive. <laughs> and like, as, as I grew up and like kind of yeah. learned like new things about different people from different races and backgrounds and shit, I was like, Jesus Christ, he was even worse of a person than I imagined. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Like, I think a lot of that stuff, it's, hmm, I know for, it, it was crazy. Like, even when we was in college, like, I went to, like, all, it was a pretty white college. I say it was a lot of, mm-hmm. it was a good amount of black people, but, like, it was white for the most part. It's just funny, like, the basketball team was, like, the only, like, all black team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is fucking nuts, like, when you look about it, when you look at it. So, like, we'd be, we'd be on campus just, like, mobbing, like, just doing everything like as a group, you know mm. what I'm saying? So like, that was just like I don't know, like that whole experience was just nuts, bro. Yeah, just like brand new for for you, pretty much. I mean, yeah, I mean, high school was a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was a little bit. Uh, shout out to pops, he just walked down. You know, <laughs> you don't even know I'm doing an interview right now, man. Pop, <laughs> <laughs> I love but, it, uh, but. Uh, I lost my train of thought. No, high school. No, I say I. This is what I was saying. So even in high school, like, I don't, I've always been the type of person that's been like open and open and just people in general. So I don't yeah. really judge. Like, I'm not gonna judge someone, um, mm-hmm. off rip or just off appearance. I right. kind of judge you off like your character and just how you are as a person. So like, race is damn near like the last thing on my mind. If right, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's, you know, what I'm saying there's cultural differences with people, but I'm some of my, I got some of my closest friends, like some of my closest friends are white, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like obviously I have a lot of black friends like growing up, but I mean I'm type, I don't know. Even out here, like it was pretty much of a melt. It was, it was a pretty much, it was like a melting pot out here too, like where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So like you see a lot of different people, especially being in like Maryland, D.C. and Virginia, like it's a lot of different types of people, like other than black people. So I grew up mm-hmm. with like a lot of black kids, obviously in my area, but. I got to be around a bunch of white people. I had a lot of Latino friends growing up, Asian friends growing up. Like it was a lot of different types of people. So I mean, mm. it 
it w- I found it a little bit easy to adjust, I guess, to different cultures just because I was always exposed to other types of people. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that, that makes sense. And I, I feel like that's, I mean, that's important. It really is, you know, to expose yourself to as many things as possible. Just, you know, it makes you become, I guess, more, more knowledgeable to, to, to what everybody else is going through and, and what everybody else is kind of involved with in everyday life. It's, I mean, that's something I've always tried to do. Like I said, you know, just learn as much as I can about as much as I can. So, and, and, and like I said, the effort is always appreciated, man. So like, mm. you know what I'm saying? I already know, like you a stand up guy. Like I never question like your integrity, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're always going to move from a place of positivity and love, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. we, we really boys, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, mean, I know, you, no, I, know. No, I know you wouldn't do nothing crazy. Like there's some no. people that are fucking nuts, dog. Dude, like, it's nuts. <laughs> like some people are crazy, bro. It's, it's, it, some of the stuff I've experienced like firsthand is just unreal. I'm like, bro, there's no way y'all actually think like this or like talk like this or like you thought that was okay. Like, there's no yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, and then try to explain it away. Yeah. Like, like, bro, I'm going to tell you one thing. I remember the first time, the first time I realized I was different, like growing up when I like realized every black kid is probably went through this when they realized like they was black. I remember mm. being in kindergarten. And like it was what it was, a, it was a Spanish girl. She was having like a birthday party or something, and uh, she was inviting everybody in the class and all that type shit. You know what I'm saying? I got the invitation the same day. I'm hyped. I'm like fucking five or six. I'm like yeah, like yeah. You know, party get lit this weekend, whatever. So the next day, Shorty come up to me and was like, uh, she was like, yeah, like my dad said you can't go. And I was like, why? Like, I'm a kid. Like, I don't understand. She's like, oh, he, he said, because you're black. And in my head, I was like, huh? Wow. Because I'm black. And I'm like, a, I'm a kid. I'm like five or six. Yeah. And then I remember telling my mom about it and her, like, just going fucking crazy, like, on the school and, like, whoever's parent that, that was. And, like, wow. I don't remember exactly what happened because I was so young, but, like, I remember, like, that specific moment kind of flipped the switch inside of me where I realized like, oh, like I, I'm i different from like some people. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, like that was, I don't know, that's a, that's an odd thing to go through as a kid. Yeah. And it really, it, it, it kind of weighs on you a little bit like growing up. You know what I mean? Like just shit like that. Like when you realize you're different and then people point it out, constantly point out like how you're different. You know what I mean? So like, Yeah, that's that, that shit was nuts, bro. That sucks, man. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. It's all good, bro. She look, fuck her. She probably not on shit now. <laughs> <laughs> her birthday party was probably weak. I ain't want to go in that bitch anyway. Fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> Trash ass birthday party. We was little. I was. I was probably. Little, bro. I don't care about that. Huh? What you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That's how we. That's how we rocking. I don't want to go to that weak ass party. That shit was probably ass. That's yeah, the, fuck her. Hitting the pinata. I don't mind want to hit no pinata, man. I ain't trying yeah. to that. She, yeah, she probably had a pinata filled with those shitty candies that your yeah. grandparents give you. The yeah. Warriors Originals and the peppermints. Yeah, yeah that weak ass shit. I hope her racist ass father was eating that shit and choked on one of them. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. Um oh shit, man. What what was it like? What was it like to be involved in the protests? Um honestly, that was that was another crazy experience I say I've had like in my life. Mm. Like I've never seen so many people come together at one time like that. Like regardless of what was going on in the world, like we're in the middle of a pandemic mm. at that point, like in the thick of it, like we're really not even so supposed to be outside. Right. Like being a part of all that, seeing so many different types of people out there and how serious it was to everybody, I think was very eye-opening too. Like you had people travel like from different places to be in DC for that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. People was out there for days, hours, weeks, Mm. months, marching, like, like going crazy for that shit. Like really trying to make a difference. I think a little, like it did make a difference a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I think especially out here, like definitely brought people together and made you appreciate like, you know, the people you have around you, but it was, that stuff was like that whole protest era, like all that stuff that was going on last summer was, it was nuts, bro. Like me and Bradley were out there, like mm. marching for a little bit. I remember I had a video shoot. Um, I shot a video, like the same days of protest. So I think mm. like we had shot the video, probably shot it up until like 11, 11 p.m. I think maybe 11 mm. p.m. midnight. People were still out there, like marching yeah. and all that shit, like screaming at the top of their lungs like it was wow. nuts being out there bro wow yeah that's that's nuts man i like <clears throat> excuse me yeah we like we didn't have anything really like that up by me in new hampshire you, or anything like that hampshire? yeah i mean I, I live on the end of the earth pretty much um <laughs> It's nice up there. Quiet, Maine and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my Maine and like Vermont and yeah, all that. that, New England, the yeah, the the North New England. Yeah, New Hampshire is sandwiched in between Vermont and Maine, and uh, right above Massachusetts, just south of Quebec. So, so y'all getting G pretty much by every state. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, pretty much man shout out to yeah. hampshire man lang's out there man shout out to hampshire man hey i i will say it's if you ever get a chance to come it is very nice it's very picturesque there's lots of trees and such you know it's uh it's a nice place to visit but so you're living like the really like home like quiet like family life this is nuts yeah, dude, I live in the woods. I'm like a homebody now. It, like I, I, like I'd rather hang out and watch. You know, uh, I, I got a, I got the socks on my TV in front of me here muted. Like I'd rather hang out at home and watch the socks game here than like go to a game now. Almost, you know, it's like my life has flipped on its head so much. I'm living in the woods. from you? Only like an hour. Not too bad. Oh, you're not even that far. No, so yeah. I. Because Bradley's still be going out there. If I ever pop back out there, I'd definitely, you know what I'm saying, pull up. Yeah, I mean, man. Whenever, whenever you get a show up here, I'm gonna be fucking front and center, bro. All right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be right yeah, there in the choice. middle of the thick of it. All right. <laughs> we're staying, we're staying at your house. <laughs> all right. Hey, I got plenty of space for it, man. And then, and then when we're on fucking tour and shit, like we're on tour, you can be like, yo, like. This is my guy. Like he stayed in my house. Like when he was first coming up. Yeah. 
This dude's like selling out fucking arenas now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like one of those uh those AAU programs or whatever. Like you thought about playing a game for or like went to one workout with them one time and then you made it big. So it's like, oh shit, yo, check out this guy posting all the <laughs> graphics and shit from my Twitter account. Like this dude stayed at my house. You know, I'm responsible for this guy getting big. Oh, I, it was I, all I was me. Cool. I'm the sole reason he wouldn't have performed that well if he didn't stay at my house that night. <laughs> the trajectory is because of me. It hasn't been the same since. Yeah, like, <laughs> there was a switch that happened. I can't even explain it. Like, I just got that aura, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I will let you claim that. I'll let you claim that. Because we're already, perfect. We got, and we could we could just fake it because we already got previous history. So it's like, yeah. oh, we could act like it's some just new shit. You're just some fucking random guy. I was like, yo, I don't yeah. know where to stay. <laughs> <laughs> whole time, whole time we've known each other for like a decade. <laughs> <laughs> the, there's one, the one dude right now that I, I love to do that with because it's so ridiculous is uh, Tremont Waters who played at LSU and was, you know, on the bench for the Celtics this year. Anytime he did anything good, I would always go to Twitter. And I had him at Yale academic camp for one weekend for like an aggregate total of like, I don't know, four hours. I think we played four games. He was on my team and I'm like, listen, I taught him everything he knows. All right. (laughs) The reason he's here is because of me. Yada, yada, yada. If I didn't have him at Yale camp that one time, fucking six years ago, where would he be? I don't know, but. Look, you wouldn't be shit. <laughs> give, him that, give him that lane touch. Come on, man. Little, the little fairy dust that I sprinkled yeah. upon him. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Tremont Waters, man. Look, yeah. give my boy Lane that. Give him a little package or something, man. You know what I'm Listen, saying? Send him something nice. Here's here's the thing. I think Tremont Waters could be a very good NBA player. He's just a little bit undersized. So if he gets an opportunity, I hope he takes advantage of it. All right. And if he does, send me a jersey autograph, please. I'll hang it on my wall. <laughs> him, him, him and Carson Edwards were on the Celtics together, right? Yeah, Carson's still there. He's got another year on his contract. That's crazy. You see, they just got Schroeder. Yeah, I did today. As of today, it's fucking stupid. He's so stupid. Uh, uh, I mean, I great move for the Celtics. I great think he fumbled, he fumbled, fumbled the shit out of that bag. Fumbled the bro. He might have fumbled of the decade. Oh, eighty very bad. Mil, and 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 he's not even a bad player. Like he's a pretty good player. But yeah. like eighty four mil for what five years? Now yeah. you're down under six mil for one. Yeah, if you kind of do the math on that, like you barely thirty thousand a year. If you were to do a five year deal with the Celtics for six bill a year, yeah, like, yeah, Tough and then one. they went, and, they went and got Russ and and Malik Monk and and Kendrick Nunn and basically moved you out the way. So yeah, you, you Tough break. Here, here, worse, worse bag fumble in your opinion. Dennis Schroeder turning down the eighty four million with the Lakers. Or Nerlens Noel when he took the qualifying offer and then blew out his knee, and <laughs> has has lost like fifty million dollars since then. <laughs> Yo, that Nerlens Noel shit was crazy. Honestly, yeah. we have to see how the Schroeder shit plays out because that was bad. Mm. And like they just like the the it's crazy. I was looking at something the other day. They were saying LeBron is now like the longest tenured Laker. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. Crazy. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, he's been there for like they're, four they're, years. They're literally, they're literally trying to get a championship now, and yeah. you fuck that. Like, yeah. you could have been on that team. You could have easily been the backup, like easily, and played great minutes. You've already played with Russ. Yeah. And okay, like, say. Yeah, like you. What are you thinking about? You know, know they're man. trying to get her, like he. His shit might be because Nerlens Noel, his shit was bad, but now you can't control when you get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he just had like a tough break. Yeah. Schroeder, like his pride just got in the way. Like, yeah. It's pure like stupidity. He, yeah. He, he thought he was fucking, uh, he thought he was like Kyrie Irving or something. You know what I'm mm. saying? Making those types of moves. I think they were saying like Isaiah Thomas kind of like fumbled his bag a little bit. Not mm. as bad as Schroeder, but like when all that stuff was going on, I guess with him getting traded and trying to figure out deals, he might have shot himself in the foot a tad bit trying to get an extension. I think mm. it was when he was on the Celtics. Yeah. So he I mean, was he was talking about backing up the Brinks truck and whatnot, like you know, saying things in the media like that, and that it it, was, it amplified it because he got hurt and then went to Cleveland and was like a dick, and then they got rid of him from there, and then he hasn't stuck since. Yeah, I think uh, they was – what's somebody saying? They were saying, like, Isaiah Thomas. They was comparing, like, Isaiah Thomas and Schroeder. And they were saying, like, Isaiah Thomas was a B player that had, like, an A year. Mm-hmm. Which, looking back at it, kind of makes sense, I guess. He's a very good guard. But, like, yeah. when you think of, like, I don't know, some of the point guards that are, like, in the league now, mm-hmm. like, these, these dudes are fucking nuts. I'll I'll never forget that Isaiah Thomas season that he was a that he was he a just crazy, dynamite man. He had a crazy year. Finished like fifth in the MVP voting, and he was like my height. He was like five eight, five nine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, was, like shit. That was, crazy. that was like one of the best. I think that was the same year his sister died too. Yeah, it was. Accident. Yeah. He came back the day after and dropped like, you know, what I'm saying like forty, like in the playoffs. Like that was yeah. Crazy. That was a huge game. Yeah. yeah. Um that he had after that, that, you know, obviously way more important family stuff, but like he came back and like, uh, I, I don't know how he played through that, you know, especially that well. Yeah. I don't, that shit was crazy. Dog. Um, let's uh, l- we'll, we'll change gears and then we'll, we'll wrap up here soon. I know uh, I don't want to keep you all night Ty, but uh, I know much like yourself uh, or much like myself, you're a big bachelor guy. Yeah, yeah, I've been locked in the past like what three seasons since yeah. since Claire and Tasha season. Yeah, I was on it a little bit in college. I think it was JoJo's season. Um, I was watching that yeah. one my old girlfriend when she was when that shit was coming on. But yeah, yeah since Claire and them, like I've been locked in. Like I'm Bachelor in Paradise. Come on, uh, next Monday. week, <laughs> Monday. Yeah. You know, Monday. <laughs> I'm, uh, yo, I'm so fired up. Like I've I've been able to somehow managed to go like and no mondays this year without an episode of like the bachelor on like Uh, for i I think we probably had like a month like between like matt season and and uh and katie's season or whatever you know it wasn't very long but so i I guess what are your thoughts on it man i mean tell me about what do you think about this season bachelor shit Greg fumbled that shit bad, like bad. Like it was his the it was his season to lose. Mm. He lost it. He had a yeah. fucking meltdown. That shit was crazy. 
Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I was I like um I like Michael. Yeah. I like Andrew. Andrew grew on me. Yeah. I like Andrew like as time started going on. Um I like Justin too. Justin is actually um from out here. He's from Baltimore. And no shit. Bro, yeah. we went to college with like my best friend. Like they know each other. They was hanging out. Really? Like, bro, while the show first started, was like first like airing, like my homie was hanging out with Justin. And <laughs> I remember he had told them like, yo, like I can't tell y'all what happens, but like I got fucking far, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I couldn't yeah. believe how far he made it. Bro. I was. I think he didn't get a lot of screen time though. Like, I think a yeah. lot of that shit TV wise. Like, he was such a good, solid dude, and mm-hmm. he wasn't really in a whole bunch of drama. So, like, they kind of. Yeah. It seemed like they cut his airtime a little bit. But yeah. bro, like them faces, like he was making, like those are the same types of faces like we be making out here. Like when people do just dumb shit. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> like how somebody would be talking, and he'll be like, "Bro, like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Like, what?" Yeah, like it's literally like how everybody is out here. So it was just funny to see that, like, on a national scale, like it was crazy. Well, he was because uh, anybody usually what happens is I've been watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette for a long time, so I feel like I've got a, a lot of uh, a lot of science to back up the points I, I make. And the the guy that's you know the memeable face guy, whoever like has like the reactions or whatever, or does like the weird thing with their face, they never make it very far. Like they always he get sent. I know they. It shocked me. He made it. He was top two. I, yeah. Like, I was. I was. I was baffled that he got top five. Not baffled, but I was like, bro, this is really crazy because like, I like know people that know this guy. It was like a Cinderella story. Yeah. It really like, was. <laughs> like a march, was, like a I deep was, March Madness run from like like when Steph Curry got hot and Davidson got deep, like one of those types of things. I was I was surprised she picked she picked Justin over fucking Andrew. Me too. I was like, bro, like Andrew's like showing out, like he's like he he was low key, low key. Andrew was the he was one of them ones. <laughs> like yeah. she from. I ain't gonna say she fumbled it because she with Blake now, and I kind of rock with Blake a little bit. Yeah, but I feel like they, uh, I feel like they match up pretty well with like their, their phenomenal. personality. They match up phenomenal. I think Greg would have been too emotional for her at some point. Yeah, like this dude, like, and then when she was like kind of going off on him a little bit, mm. I was like, yeah, she's not saying anything wrong. She was mm. basically telling him that same night too after the um, what was it after the hometowns? Yeah, basically telling him like, "Yo, just be patient. Like, you be the one." Like she mm. was saying that without saying it. Like, yeah. I need you to trust me, dude. She's telling you, you fucking one. Just I know. Calm down. Stop being a fucking pussy. Just relax. Yeah. Get I, out of your feelings, <laughs> dude. Like there was like no reason for it. Like it, it was like he. It was like he saw red and just like couldn't go back. He had a meltdown. Like, bro, unbelievable. Like, like when they talked the next day and she was pleading on her knees for him to stay and he just got up and walked away. I said, Oh, this dude ain't shit. <laughs> he's wild. He's wild. It, like, yeah. bro, she's on she's on her knees. At some point, it's like, yo, like, come on now. Like you you walked away the first time in her room and then yeah. she comes to chase after you. 
And then you walk away from her again while she's on her knees. So like now yeah. you're, choosing, you're choosing violence at this point. Yeah. You don't, want, you don't want it to work. No. There's no way you couldn't move past that. And then he was upset when I think when he seen like her and Blake's like date or whatever. Like, bro, like she can't control that. You know she's dating fucking multiple people on this yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna let that throw you off. Like, come on, man. Like you <laughs> you've been through enough of these cocktail parties at night that you know, like, oh, she's gonna get pulled to the side and suck face with some dude, and then she's gonna get pulled to the side again and suck face with another dude. And it, it's like a sport. It's not even like date, it's just like Oh, who's the best at this? Who's the best at this? And then like, then you get down to that point. It's like, oh yeah, now it's about, you know, love or whatever. He I mean, granted, like, they've only known each other for like six weeks, but you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he, he was saying he wasn't getting reassurance. And I'm like, bro, she gave you the first impression, Rose. Mm. You had the first one-on-one. You got a second one-on-one and actually snatched somebody else's one-on-one that they thought they were going to get. And then, yeah. up, fuck, fuck, who was it? Brendan. Brendan and Brendan yeah. ended up leaving. Yeah. And it was like, yo, like, like, I, I can't do this. Like, I feel like I'm just here for no reason. Like I'm here by default, which it wasn't a lie. I don't even understand how Brendan made it that far. He doesn't even I don't know. know how he made it that far. That shit was crazy. Yeah. I, I feel like there's always a couple people each season that you're like, how the hell did they make it this far? Like there was a, uh, uh, in Clarentasia's season, uh, the guy, Ed. And he pissed, um, he pissed me off. And I, I forget off. The the uh, shit. What's the guy's name? The Soul Cycle instructor, the black dude. Oh fuck! Uh, uh, uh the, the one with the mohawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget uh, his name. I know. I know who you're talking about though. I know. But you're talking I about. I used to like when I would talk about uh, like talk about the show to my wife. I would refer to them as like extras. They were just like you know there to fill out the cast, so it made it look a little bit fuller. You know, like they weren't like actually getting dates or you know a lot of one on one time or anything like that. It's like yeah. why are you still here? Like I think I think that's how the dude uh this past season Trey, like yeah, that's, that's kind of how he was. He's a cool dude, but you can mm-hmm. kind of tell like there was no fucking way she was in the like there's no way. Yeah, like just based off all the guys and like even with all the drama that went on in the house, and he was kind of in that group that kept fucking instigating everything. Yes, like, it, it, it used to it used to it was blowing me a little bit because like. It got to the point where, like, these these dudes are trying to overthrow, like, the house and, like, eliminate people and tell her and just dry yeah. snitch every fucking episode and just ruin the fucking mood. So yeah. I remember the one time Andrew got into it with everybody. He was like, bro, like, y'all keep taking away time. Like, y'all keep snitching and doing all this girl shit for no reason. Like, just, yeah, she can figure it out. Like, she's going to yeah. figure She's smart enough to figure it out. Like, let her do this. We don't have to snitch and, like, Make it a group thing to eliminate somebody every time somebody do some yes. dumb shit. Yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> and, and they made him look like the bad guy for saying that. It's like, yeah, bro, uh, listen, he's know. doing the right thing. Like if you're if you're one of the dudes, like historically, you're one of the dudes or the girls on, you know, in the bachelor season that's constantly getting wrapped up in the drama, you're going home. Yeah. Like you're not gonna make it very far. And those guys didn't oh, make man. it very far. All the, all the dudes that made it far was in none of the drama. I was surprised. I was a little bit surprised when she sent Connor ass home, though. Connor B. Yeah, I know. Me too. I was a little bit surprised, but then I was like, mm, yeah. And when you look back at, like, some of the scenes, when you look back at some of the scenes, I'm like, yeah, it do look a little bit 
awkward when they kissing like you know look yeah like, it look forced it don't look natural she do look kind of like because they vibed pretty good like personality wise and whatever like yeah. they're both weirdos and they both like owned it and it was like <laughs> the way they interacted with one another was cute as hell but they couldn't mesh on the the yeah. sexual side of things if you will yeah. and I, I was confused mike p even made it that far bro now we're talking yeah about, i'm saying like he said he, he was cuddling with her and said, You this you remind me of a mother. No yeah. way, bro. No, no way. way. There's no yeah. way. Once you say that, uh and uh, I, I appreciate Katie though, because she yeah. was so direct and getting straight to the point with all of them and was yeah. telling everybody straight up, like, yo, like, I'm not even gonna waste my time or your time. Like, this is where I'm at. I don't even feel right going on a date with you type shit because like we're yeah. just not even like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I can res- I can respect that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like because you can see even like in Matt season, like Matt was dragging them dates. Like, mm, oh yeah, oh, fucking goodness, everybody was getting a chance with Matt. That shit was crazy. He was he was squeezing blood from a stone with every single date, like anything <laughs> he could get out of it. You know? Oh, I, I'd rather I'd rather have what happened to me, like what what Katie sent Mike P home too, than what happened with. Uh, in Tasia's season with uh with easy and she like brought him all the way to dinner and then dumped him at dinner like i'd rather get sent home before i got all gussied up and ready to go to the ball and cinderella's carriage you know yeah shit that's how matt did katie though like yeah he i know she, she was like telling him like yeah like today was really great like i think i could see a future with us like i'm all in type shit like i was really vibing with you and he was just like nah it seems like more of a friend it's like it feels like more of a friend thing for me than like a relationship and she was like oh okay yeah and, and like in hindsight like probably the right call because i feel like matt's a little bit of a weirdo in like a yeah. different way like i was so confused with some of his decision making like just yeah like, like is it like and there's some people you could tell early on that they're gonna win like I knew fucking Rachel was going to win. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then even when they went on their little date and took her out to go shopping and shit, I was like, yeah, bro, it's, it's, it's kind of slow for everybody else. I like yeah. Brie on that season. I like Brie a lot. Yeah. Brie Me was too. Brie and Michelle. She, Michelle yeah, was Michelle great. was great. Yeah. Is, is Brie going to be on BIP? I don't think so. No, I don't think uh, so. I think the other Serena is going to be mm-hmm. on there, the little Canadian jump. Yeah, um, Mari. She was like a, the Spanish, the Latino girl. She got sent home early, mm-hmm. for like mid season. She's mm-hmm. actually from out here too. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, the little what's 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 the one girl's name? Jacinia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, gonna be, she gonna be on there. She was she was feisty on that season. Yeah, she was. She, she was feisty. Her and MJ were getting into it. I was like, oh shit! Like this is real smoke. Like, yeah, they really don't like each they other. really don't like each other. She called her by her her government name. They kept yeah. calling her MJ all season. She called her Meredith. I was like, oh, shit, this bitch means business. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the fucking um, what the fuck was that one girl's name? Who's terrorizing the whole fucking I think her Victoria. Name Jesus. I think she's um, on. She's on. She's on BIP, isn't she? Oh, no, I yeah. hope not. I you haven't a, seen the cast yet. You need a menace on Bip though. You need a couple menaces. It'll even I know. Out. It can't be all like hugs and kisses. Like it has to be smoke. They they don't make it very far, but they make it interesting while they're there. Dog, whatever day 
it was the episode she like snatched the girl's uh tr off her head and yeah <laughs> it was crazy i was like bro there's no way like I know some of the girls I know, like some of my friends, like, bro, you're probably getting punched in the face doing something like that. Like, oh, yeah. Easy. Like, and, and she got lucky that she's dealing with, like, a, a Puerto Rican beauty queen, like somebody who is, like, you know, Miss Universe or whatever. Man, I know some black girls and some white girls that will whoop her ass. <laughs> give, give her, give, look, look, Lane, they will give her everything she wants. Everything. Everything she wants. <laughs> all the fucking smoke all the fucking smoke bro there's no way <laughs> it, it was even like i was even watching the bachelorette i'm like bro like i'm just imagining because you know how sometimes like you imagine like yourself in these situations and what you would say and do yeah like, bro some of this little emotional like all this gossip shit i'm not really with all that bro all yeah. these dudes like acting like girls and like going around the house snitching on each other Doing yeah. all this weirdo stuff. Like, man, I'm not really with all that, bro. Like, I would be on... Matter of fact, I, they need to put me on The Bachelor. I need to be on Michelle's season. They should have put me on Michelle's season the Katie's season. I would have turned that shit up. Let's get Ty on The Bachelorette, all right? We're getting Let's, him on yeah. there. This give, me, is, give me on The Bachelorette. Give me on The Bachelorette. This is going to be what we do going forward. <laughs> I am pimping the shit out of this on the podcast, Twitter, on the Instagram, on oh, mine. Dude. I'm just... I'm getting this motherfucker on The Bachelorette. Give me, give Let's me on go. The bachelorette. It, give me on the bachelorette. Shorty got to be fired though, but give me on there. I would have <laughs> got to be fired though. I would have, I would have liked, I would have liked Katie season. I would have liked Katie season. I, I would have, I would have really liked Michelle season too. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, to be honest, I would have liked Tasha. Claire, she was a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was a little bit Dale, Dale dick crazy. So that shit, no. Yeah. Tasha was, shout out to my boy Zach too. Yeah. I, I liked him. Zach. I, I liked, liked him a lot. He he was another ringer. You know who else? Who else's uh, season it was to lose that season? What's the dude's name? Ben. Yeah. Oh, he fucked it. He fucked it. Yeah. He fucked it. She was waiting for him and said, "I love you," and he, and he wouldn't it. do it. He was scared. He fumbled. Then Zach Zach was all the way on man time. He yeah. made the fuck up and oh yeah made made he, shit happen. When I I've never seen first of all somebody gets sent home and then come back and then she sends home another dude Ivan and keeps you know Ben around and then when she did the meet the parents dates I've never seen a bigger like chasm between the guy that won and the guy who finished second in like the the meet the parents date it was like oh you can tell they're just humoring Ben right now because like. He's not even like that. You can tell they don't give as much shit about him as they do Zach. You know, like it got to the point. Zach, Zach, and Zach started building confidence as he was going on. Like once he started opening up to her, he was really like telling her, like, "Yo, like, I'm not thinking about anything else. Like, yeah, it's me and you. Like all these other dudes. Like, see, that's that's where you fuck up at. You start thinking yeah. about everybody, everybody else's relationship, and you're not worrying about your own. Yeah, Zach was locked in." And then he was picking up. Look, he was standing out where these other dudes was fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> so 100 percent Ben, you're not gonna tell her this girl you love her and she's meeting your family. Yeah. And we've been here for a month and a half. You're bugging. Yeah. I'm gonna tell her everything right now. And yeah, I'm gonna win this and I'm gonna get her because you're tripping. Yeah, there's like a blueprint to success. Like if you watch like enough of these things, you're like, all right, so that what this guy did didn't work. What this guy did did work. So I'm going to do that. It's like a choose your own adventure fucking thing. 
Yeah, you know? Like, yeah, that's like they they um some of these dudes, bro. I'll be looking at I'm like, man, how the fuck did he get on here? How, yeah. I mean, granted, you you got sent home the same night, but how yeah. did you even how did they even allow your application to get through? Like, how yeah, did you become priority out of the hundreds of thousands of people that probably applied for this? It's no oh way. God. I'm letting y'all know right now, we need to start this campaign for me getting on the bachelor or the bachelorette. And I'm going to win that shit. I'm going to bring that shit back to the crib, man. Whoever you know, what, is, you know what we're going to do? We're going to we're going to put together like Rocky style training montages. Me and you. I'm going to be like. <laughs> well, get me on that bitch, man. Young single dude, 25. I'm ready. To, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be you and me. You're gonna be doing you're gonna be doing road work in a heather gray sweatsuit. I'm gonna be following you in a truck with the lights on at four in the morning. All right. We're gonna be it's gonna all be set to like an 80s song with a lot of like synths and all that yeah. shit. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be dynamite. Yeah. We're gonna sell the shit out yeah. of it. Yeah. ABC gotta pick me up. They gotta We're get, pick me up. Getting tie on the bachelorette. Let's go. <laughs> ne- maybe not Michelle's, but the next one. All right, no, we got time. Whatever the next season is for the next lady, I'm on there. And that's a fact. And I'm going to win it. I'm top three. No debate. No fucking debate. This I'm is... top two and I'm not two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm top two and I'm not two. They put oh. me on that I'm going to have that season lit. I'm a fan favorite. I'm calling it already. Yeah. You're going to serenade her with all sorts of songs, all sorts of... All sorts of love songs and shit. Yeah, bro. I'm going to write an album about her while I'm out there. Yeah. I I love it, man. Um, I think this is a good place as any to to rap and let you get back on with your night tie. Um, But, hey, man, thanks for coming on. I I really appreciate it. Where can – repeat again. I know we talked about earlier, but where can everybody find you on on Twitter and and the gram and all your music and such? I want to – let you plug as much as you can any shows coming up music coming up it's you're you're ready to release whatever you got man plug away this is your time to shine baby facts so look everybody follow me at Tatom the god on all platforms twitter instagram uh all that shit t-y-t-h-o-n-d-a-g-a-w if you missed no g-a W-D. I'm bugging. Let me start over. <laughs> T-Y-T-H-O-M-D-A-G-A-W-D. If you missed it, we're going to put the little thing in, you know what I'm saying, the little link or whatever, or the description. Yeah, yeah 100%. Man, I'll, I'll have it in there. Don't worry. <laughs> and then make sure, make sure y'all follow uh, God Vision. That's my label on every platform, uh, Twitter and Instagram, you know, TikTok, you know, YouTube, all that shit. G-O-D-B-Z-N everywhere g-o-d v-z-n you can't fuck it up because it's on my shirt if you was paying attention the whole time while you watching. oh man uh, uh he's gonna make it big ladies and gentlemen get in on the ground floor baby all right you want to be you want to be a ty tom hipster when he's big time you can say you listen to him in 2021 when he was just starting out his uh, uh his label with with four artists so buy buy his music Listen to him anywhere you can. It's good shit. I promise you, you won't you won't regret it. But Ty, appreciate you uh, appreciate you joining me tonight, man. I'm I'm really excited that we got to do this together. We'll have to have you back, and you know I'm excited to come see one of your shows, bro. Man, I appreciate that. Appreciate you for having me on. To be honest, 
You need to let me guess on this. You need to let me guess host on this bitch for real. Cause look, I'm hey man, <laughs> let's let's fucking do it. Let's do some more episodes. I'm down, man. It's hard. It's hard doing it myself uh, when I'm you know just yapping away. I, I don't know if I have if I'm interesting enough to pull that off. So if, if you want to come back and help guest host a few more episodes, by all means, man. Man, I'm with. You the tell me when host. and where. I'm with the guest host, man. Just let me know when you're knocking these drums out. I'll hop on. I'll be tapping in. I'll be listening to you, bro. So Hell yeah, I appreciate man. you for having me on, man. You know what I'm saying? We we got ties past all this stuff. You're my guy for real. So it was good. You yeah, know man. You're doing all this stuff. Yeah, man. absolutely. You I too, man. I'm 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 really excited that I that I get to follow you. And we've remained close the past, you know, past five years since we first met. So um we got a choice. We're locked in for life. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Shit, yeah, like, like peanut butter life. and jelly, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah. Oh man, I love you, bro. You're you're the fucking best. But um, but thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. I'm glad we got to catch up. Like, even if it was just you and me fucking doing this without recording, and I'm glad we got a chance to chit-chat for a little while here, man. Thanks, it was awesome. Thanks, bro. Um, follow me on, on Twitter and Instagram at jlang20. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at hctbpod. Uh, Ty, any last words? Any wisdom for us? Wisdom? Man, look. Remain true. Always do you. And don't worry about what these motherfuckers be talking about, man. Because, fuck yeah. look, do you. Don't worry about nobody else. Can't nobody uh, else create... Whatever you got going on in your path, man, always follow your passion and whatever you're trying to accomplish in life, man. And mm. just be happy and be positive and spread love, man. That's all I got to say. Hell yeah. You might you might be able to be 50% of somebody else, but you can be 100% yourself. Fuck, that's a bar I'm using that in a song. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Let's the go. Credit. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Uh Here's here's how we'll trade it. I'll give you that. Whenever you put it in, you get, let me use that song as my intro. All right. Bet that. Bet that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's go get a fucking it. song on the next album, bro. Woo! Let's you're, go. You're you're on it. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send it to you when we hop off here too, bro. I got you. Fuck yeah, man. Almost Noted done. wordsmith Justin Lang writing, helping helping guys write rap music since 2021. <laughs> That's what's today? Since August 10th, 2021. There we go. He's officially a ghostwriter today. Hell yeah. All right, man. We'll uh we'll wrap up here, but uh thanks for tuning in. Uh Ty, great to see you. And you know, we'll we'll see you uh later this week. Peace.